Welcome back to another episode of Highs and Lows. Um, I'm really sorry it's taken so long just to get another podcast out. Um, it's been three months too long for sure, and I will try my best to keep up with this more. I have no excuse, honestly. I've had ideas for months. I just never really found time. And so I will try to prioritize this more because I want to spread the message of the Lord and um, what's on my heart. And so today, I really wanted to talk about life and living for this world and what that means and how meaningless that can be. And I think jumping into that can be very hard and overwhelming because the word meaningless has a sense of unworthy and I think that can be hard to grasp, but I just wanted to kind of get at that living for this world is something that everyone tries to do at one point or another in their lifetime, and that can look like a lot of different things. I think living for money is the biggest one all of us probably do, but secondly, I think approval is one that is a way to live for the world. There's also satisfaction. or being pleased in this world, I mean, there's little things that can fill your voids, like sex and drugs and alcohol and just stuff that keeps you going on a day-to-day basis that's not God. So anything that's not God that you worship is living for this world. And I kind of want to jump into the approval portion of this, because I think that's the biggest one for me. I am definitely a type of person who wants to fit in or I want to have that approval and sense of satisfaction with being liked by other people. And I'm sure that's a very common thing. Actually, 85% of people seek approval because they have low self-esteem. And it makes sense. I mean, it checks out because we seek approval to have that sense of security. I mean, since we're babies, we seek approval and being liked by our moms and having that sense of it's okay and you're loved. And I mean, it's a normal human, it's a human instinct. But once it's to a point where you're putting it above the Lord or you're worshiping being approved, it becomes dangerous. And I'm reading today from the book of Ecclesiastes and there's going to be a lot of verses, but just bear with me. Ecclesiastes 1.11 talks about no one remembers the former generations and even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. I love this verse because it goes on talking about how where we are today does not matter in 10 years or even tomorrow. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a weird like way to put it, maybe even sad because you won't what you do today won't won't matter but almost I kind of look at it as a comforting kind of verse because what you do today just like does has no relevance to your life and that's kind of cool I mean no one's gonna remember you like when you die no one cares how much you weighed or what you looked like really no one's gonna be talking about that and in a hundred years no one's even gonna know your name unfortunately But take it as you will. I mean, use it to not seek the approval of others. Like, it's your life. Live it. And I think I wanted to talk more about approval in the sense of not living for others, but focusing your attention on God. Because the second you focus your attention away from God, 
that's where it becomes a trap. I mean, seek approval, but from the Lord. If you seek approval from other people, then you are constantly trying to fill that void up and constantly trying to have that satisfaction in this world, which is meaningless. Um, Something I wanted to talk about was Jesus in the Bible. And if you know the story of Jesus, I mean, he walked this earth and he tried to spread the gospel and spread his message. And he was not even accepted. He was unapproved by these people and he was shamed for it. He was called a false god. He was called a liar. He was thrown stones at and he was sentenced to death on a cross. And he did that because he sought approval from the Lord. But if he gave in to the approval of these people, he wouldn't have died for us. And I think that's kind of a good way to look at it, that if you just continue to seek the approval of God and what he says about you, which, by the way, he says you are worthy. He says you are beautiful. He accepts you for who you are. And so nothing you can do can change how God thinks about you. I think that's beautiful. I mean, you can try and try and try to be someone you're not, but that's not who God wants you to be. But I just love that Jesus represents that. He came to this earth, did what he was supposed to do, served his purpose, and still follow the Lord. And at the end of the day, he wins. Those people who called him a liar, they don't win because they got nothing out of it. So if you just continue to live for yourself and seek approval from the Lord and from yourself, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this. And it's kind of cool that we as people are able to just say no, like, I don't really care what you think. Because at the end of the day, everyone has an opinion. And if you gave in to every single one's opinion, it wouldn't really, it wouldn't make sense because people think different things. I like it. I heard this once, like, a painter, if they always made art and um, cared about what other people thought about it, then they'd never, there'd never be actually any art in this world. Like, if a painter made something and someone disapproved, then obviously they wouldn't, if they gave into that, they wouldn't, there'd be no art anymore. And so there's never going to, there's always going to be that one person who's not going to approve of you. Like, you can't stop that. And it's with anyone. It's not just you. (laughs) It's not just you. The world's not out to get you, but it's with anyone. And I think you need to understand that at one point or another, that you're not going to be approved no matter how hard you try. I mean, certain people might approve of you, but not everyone. And so do what you want. Do what makes you happy. Do what God wants you to do. Do what God says is your plan, not what others' plans are, not what others say are good for you. And it's kind of it's kind of a hard switch or like a different sense of direction because I know like cancel culture is so known in our lives. Like social media is so common and like so easy. It's so easy to like approve of someone nowadays to be like to like something on on Facebook or Instagram and that's approving. I mean, you're approving of it if you like it, but, or even like disliking it, that's disapproving and stuff like that. I mean, it's so easy just to approve and disapprove and it's good to follow. If it's leading you closer to God, that's good to approve things that are leading you closer. But, you know, if you're doing it in a way that's not valuing God and his morals, I think it's, 
becoming more of a trap. And I think that's something you need to start looking out for and how meaningless that can be because no amount of approval from other people or other things can honestly lead you closer to God. And so with that, I wanted to move on talking about money. But before I do that, I just really hope that you understand where I'm coming from. And as we grow up, as you grow up, I just pray and hope that you won't be seeking the approval of others. And it's a hard process. I mean, I still struggle with that probably every day. Um, trying, you know, who cares what other people say? Who cares if they say that about me? I mean, they have their own life to live and I have mine. And it's all going to be different no matter how hard we try. Our lives are not going to be the same. So look at it like that. That you are beautiful. God loves you and he accepts you for who you are. So moving on to money, um, I want to start off with a verse also from Ecclesiastes. It's Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. And I think this is the biggest thing in our society nowadays in this world is money. I mean, money obviously gets you what you have. It helps you to shape your life. I mean, obviously, if you had no money, you probably wouldn't have the life you have right now. And money is basically our life. And I have noticed a lot, especially growing up or I guess being where I'm at right now. Um, everyone around me is, has a job and working and it's a lifestyle to chase money. It's a lifestyle to have that money so you can build your dreams. And don't get me wrong, having dreams and doing something with your money is good. And using that for a good reason is good. But the second you start chasing money and you're forgetting about where that money came from, that becomes a, that becomes the trap. Because it, it go, leads back to approval. I mean, you're chasing money basically, to buy things to be approved. And these things are just bigger things than what you had. Because you can look at someone who has a nicer car, and you say, I want that car. And say you get that car, and then someone else has a nicer car than that car. And it's just a constant cycle that you will never be satisfied in. And I think even celebrities feel this way. I'm sure... Even just because they have a lot of money doesn't mean they're satisfied and, like, completed. I, I'm almost 100% sure that their hearts are not full without the Lord in them. And, I mean, you can try and try and try to fill that void that you have with money. But trust me when I say this, that that won't fill it up. Because your money, all it does is buy materialistic things. You can argue this, but it does not buy happiness. And it can buy maybe a small amount of happiness, but it can't fill your void up with happiness and joy. And I say this because you can have the nicest house or the in-trend clothes or the nicest car. I mean, you can't, but that's not going to fill you up. I actually went shopping a couple days ago and yeah, I love shopping. I love getting new clothes. I do. I really love, I think I spend my money probably more often than I should. And I'm starting to realize that it's something that I don't need to do either. But I wanted to get at 
when I went shopping, I loved it. I mean, I like buying new stuff. It's always, it's good. It's good for you probably every once in a while. But I noticed I came home. I had my like two shopping bags and I just threw them in my closet. I threw them in my closet and I shut the door and I forgot about them. Like my, I just, my life went back to normal. It's not like your life changes because you buy something, you know, or you go out to eat, you eat it and you leave. I mean, that's it. It's gone. It's crazy how much we like are so attracted to this money portion and buying new stuff but like at the end of the day you can only wear one piece of clothing at a time you could have all the clothes in the world and still only have one on your back and same with cars you could have so many cars thousands of cars but you can only drive one at a time and I just think it's kind of wild how much we love and chase money in this world but no amount of things can get us to where we want to be and I think that is something our generations need to realize because money is becoming very very like a pride thing I think the more money you have the more the more valued you are and I just think it's silly because first of all money we didn't earn that money. I mean, it can, that's kind of a hard thing to say because you, you're probably saying, well, I worked for that. I worked my butt off or, you know, I've been saving up for years. Yeah, you have. And good for you. I mean, I don't, that doesn't go unnoticed, but I'm saying that God has given you this money. You have not gotten this money. Maybe you have a lot of money because God allowed you to. Maybe you, you maybe you have a lot of money because you got that God allowed you to get that raise or get that certain job or get that scholarship. I mean, God everything you have comes from God. And once you start realizing that portion of it, you will become more thankful and grateful and understanding of the actual purpose of money. I'm not saying give all your money away, don't have money. I mean, money is something that, unfortunately, this world lives off of, and it's good to use your money in ways that connect, make relationships, but you have to use it in a way that serves God, in a way that leads you closer to God, because the second you use it in a way that leads you further away, that's dangerous, and I like to look at it like, well, I think people, you can tell a lot about a person by what they spend money on. And it's actually kind of funny because, I mean, if they spend a lot of money on clothes, they probably are just, I know, I mean, nothing wrong with that, but they probably just like to dress up or they love their physical appearance and stuff. And I mean, it's just funny how much you can tell about someone by what they buy and if it's not centering God, I mean, they can definitely turn that around. But there's a lot of ways that money can be dangerous. I mean, there are good sides to money, but I think it's a very dangerous thing. And in 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And this is a good verse because 
people, you can love money. I mean, it's very easy to love money and to chase money and say, I want money. But that is the devil. That is where he, the devil gets you and says, because the devil just wants you to not be satisfied. He wants you to keep chasing something that's not God. It's the second you stop chasing God and you're chasing something else, that's the devil. He's the one leading you away from God. And once you notice that, you'll notice when you do it. And this is un- this is kind of sad. Or maybe maybe you're surprised by this, but a lot of the like most of the richest people in this world are the most depressed. And it honestly makes sense. I mean, they probably feel like like they thought they had everything, but they don't. Their void is still empty. Well, it's filled with other things, but not it's not satisfied. And I think they're probably realizing that, you know, like I've spent all my years trying to get rich and I am, but why do I still feel this way? You know, and it's something we all have probably felt. Like if you have a lot of money, you probably feel the same as a person who doesn't. I mean, you can buy things, but that's a very, very limited joy. And I think it's funny because I look at money as just another thing. I mean, it literally is. It's just paper. It's paper that people are worshiping. And it's crazy. I mean, it's just a number in a bank account. and People go crazy for it. And yeah, like I said, you have to, like, we're living for it. And that makes, like, you have to at least get by. But if you keep worshiping it, that just leads you away from God. And I think of it, like, if everything became free, like, if one day money was just meaningless, or, like, they said, okay, money, like, doesn't matter, people would drop money in a second. Like, it wouldn't matter anymore, right? And I feel like if something you're worshiping can just be gone in a quick second, it's not worth worshiping. Like, with God, if you worship him, he's a constant in your life. Like, we know he's not going anywhere, but money... It's probably not going anywhere, but like I said, what if everything became free? I mean, that's a really, obviously, a not a, a smart comment to make because that would never happen in this economy, but just think about it because then you look at a piece of money and you're like, oh, like, it's just paper, you know? Like, look at it in the sense of just paper, just the thing that God put in this world, you know, to get us by. That's all it is. That's literally all it is. And... I like, so I'm going to college. (laughs) I'm actually leaving in two days. And I think I've been more stressed lately about money because college is expensive. Um, It's time to actually grow up. And I think that scares me. It scares me a lot. It scares me to maybe not have a lot of money when I'm older. I think sometimes I question like, well, what if I use my money unwisely and I end up in a lot of debt or I have to ask other people for money. And it's just little things like that, you know, and I, it's very common. I mean, we all do want a lot of money. It's a very human instinct and habit, but I've been trying to remind myself and I know that God will provide. He provides money. He provides you food. He provides clothes and everything that you need. And I try 
when I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed, especially with like finances, um, I tell myself that God will provide. He'll give me what I need. I mean, there might be hardships and things I need to work through and like balance out with money, but I trust God that he will provide me the money and what I need to get by. I'm just, I'm just so blessed and thankful that I can actually go to college and that I've had this opportunity. And so I'm trying to take it as I can that God gave me this opportunity and there's ways around. I mean, I don't have all the money, but like loans are a thing. I mean, people are generous enough to help me and that's what I love. I'm just so thankful. And so for that, I'm thankful. And I think if you look at it, if you look at money as a sense of just another thing, um, then it'll get you by. And like I said, it's something from God. God gave you this money. God allowed you to have this money and allowed you to have everything that you have. And so I'm not saying money is a bad thing. I'm saying with your money, praise the Lord because he gave it to you. And if you just stay thankful, stay grateful, and thank God for this blessing he has blessed you with, then you're on the right path. Because he is giving you this money. He is allowing you to use this money to grow closer to him, to build a home maybe, to make relationships, to take a friend out for coffee. I mean, there's little things you can do. I mean, I'm going to college and I'm excited because I get to build my relationship with the Lord. And everything costs money. Don't get me wrong. Everything does. And so at the end of the day, you need money. But remember that God will provide you it. Stressing about it won't get you anywhere. And he knows what you need. Um, Another verse from Ecclesiastes says, everyone comes naked from their mother's womb. And as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands. That's Ecclesiastes 5.15. I love this verse so much because it talks about coming into this world naked and it's true I mean we all came into this world from our moms and we were naked we were no clothes on our back no money (laughs) I mean we had nothing we have nothing you know and it talks about coming in naked and leaving with nothing and it's so true and I think we all kind of look past that a lot because do you think when you were born you were stressing about money the second you came out of your mom's womb because I doubt it (laughs) I doubt you were worrying about how you're gonna get by or how you're gonna get some food because you just trust I mean the second you come second you're born you just are trusting God subconsciously knowing that he will provide what you need and I just think it's such a beautiful concept because you come into this world with nothing and you leave this world with nothing and the in-between you want everything. While you're growing up, you seek everything. And it's kind of a backwards concept because we're living for God, but this world is throwing every little thing that we don't need at us. And so it's very hard to live for God when everything around you isn't. And that's the challenge, I think. That's the challenge is to prove that you are faithful and have another reason to live. Um this world is very, it wants, it wants us to not, it wants us to fit in, or it wants us to be connected with each other in a different way than God wants us to, and that's why it's meaningless. This world is meaningless. I mean, 
we're here for a hundred years and then we're gone, never coming back. And yeah, that might be kind of weird to think about, but I'm excited to go to heaven for eternity. And with this verse, it's kind of reassuring and comforting to know that I'm leaving with nothing. Like, I don't, no matter what I have on this earth, good or bad, I don't get to take it with me. And I mean, that can be kind of sad. Like, I love some of my clothes. (laughs) I love my dogs. I mean, there's little things like ice cream. Like, I wish I could take that to heaven. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, there's so many better things in heaven. Like, nothing could even, you can't even imagine anything better. Or something, something is better that you can't even imagine in heaven. And I just am so excited for that. And so that's kind of cool. I mean, look at it like you can't, no no amount of money can be better than God. And you can't take your money to heaven with you. You can't take your money to the grave with you. And at the end of the day, once you die, no one's going to be talking about how much money you had. No one. Trust me, I know that. No one's going to say, oh, she was rich, she was liked. Like, no one cares. And believe it or not, God doesn't care. He does not care if you are rich or not. He approves of you and he loves you either way and for who you are. And so once you stop living for money and start living for God, then he'll, he'll rejoice your name. He'll actually want to build that relationship with you and he wants to build that relationship with you but it all comes from you and you have to start you have to start that action you have to turn away from things that this world's offering you and say no because if that if something is offered to you in this world that's not coming from god then don't take it and there's many things god gave you god if it's not from god then don't take it because what God gives you is what, oh my goodness, what God gives you is what you need. Like I said earlier, he will provide and he knows what you need and everything you need comes from him. And so if it's something that you don't think is coming from God, don't accept it. If it's, if you're putting your money into things that aren't God, don't do it. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to make that switch or make that transition. But once you stop living for the world and start living for God and yourself and your worth and your purpose, you'll see a change in your heart and your mind and your soul and your life. And you will understand why you're actually on this earth. We're not all on this earth to work every day and to make money and to grow up and then have all the same thing and then like just leave this earth I mean sadly that's kind of what it's come to but we're here for such a better reason and I think once you start realizing that it is your life will be transformed and I think this is such a big problem in our world right now money and having money and Like I said, just try to be grateful and thankful for what you have and what God's given you, no matter what it is. Don't try not to compare to others because that is another thing. That's a thing with approval. I mean, comparison. Comparison will kill you because the second you start comparing, everything goes downhill. I mean, you're never going to have the same amount of money as your neighbor. 
but that's okay. That's your story isn't their story. And I think with everything, just stop comparing because we're, you're not the same as anyone. God has made you unique. He has a unique plan. And like I said, he'll be with you. So don't forget that. And just remember that God will be here today. And money won't. I mean, anything could be here today and gone tomorrow. But God will, is a constant and God will be here today and tomorrow. So just remember that. Put your worth in God. Build your foundation on God so it's a stable relationship instead of building it on money or approval or this world because in any given second that can fall apart and I think you've seen that happen many of times um I wanted to talk about another verse it's first John 2 15 through 17 and it says do not love the world or anything in this world if anyone loves the world love for the father is not in them For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And this is kind of a warning telling us that the worldly things that we seek will vanish eventually. And this is what I was talking about, how it's here today, gone tomorrow. But everything that we can see, everything we can touch in this earth is not going to be with us forever. And that could be kind of sad. Like I said, I love, I love ice cream. <laughs> I love dogs. And I, um, but I just try to remind myself that there's much greater things in heaven. And so just know that these things will vanish, but God doesn't vanish. He'll be with us forever. And once you start to live for God, with your actions, your praises, your thoughts, God will give you the joy and what you need in life. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about today is coming from Luke twenty one thirty four, And it says, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, which is self-indulgent pleasure, drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. This takes place, um, Jesus is talking about the end times, he's preaching to people, and he's talking about the end times and what it's going to look like, because we all know, hopefully, that eventually Jesus is coming back, and this world is not going to be here forever, I mean, this world is just, this world is here as long as Jesus wants it to be here, as long as God wants it to be here, and so just know that. I mean, you probably do know that. This world is not your home. You're forever home. But Jesus is talking about how you'll be trapped. If you're living for this world, you'll be trapped. And you'll be stuck in the world and not heaven. So once this, once the end times come and Jesus comes back down um, and you're living for this world, then you'll be staying in this world. And you won't be coming to heaven. And that's actually kind of scary. <laughs> That's kind of a very scary thought because I know we all do live for this world. And so I know at that at that stage, none of us will be going to heaven, right? But thank God because he has mercy and he is constantly fighting for us and for all of, all of us. And if you're struggling with anything in this world, just know that you're not out of luck. It is 
God is a miracle worker and you could be very heavily worshiping money or seeking approval or anything in this world that's not God. But the second you ask for help, and by the way, it's not a bad thing to ask for help. It's actually, it can be a very vulnerable thing, but we all need help some one way or another in this life. And the second you do ask for help from God, he will give it to you. He wants that relationship with you and he is with us and he wants us to go to heaven. God is, God is love. And it's kind of very, it's very cool to see that no matter, no matter the times that you mess up, God will forgive you. Um, none of us deserve it. <laughs> um, he is very patient, almost too patient with us, but it is very cool to see that there's not a day that goes by that God's gonna not allow you to come back and come back to him. You can't run far enough away from him for him to forget about you. And so just know that you are still capable of being saved and of being, of transitioning your mind to the Lord. Um, but yeah, all you have to do is reach out and ask God. Say, God, I don't want to live for the world anymore. I want to live for you. And I pray that you help me um, transition my mind into knowing who you are. And I pray that through, the, through these worldly things, I seek you. And that you take these temptations out of my life. because. Um, I don't want them anymore. I don't want to live for them anymore. And I do, I pray this prayer for all of you listening. I pray that you willingly give yourself to Christ and you choose to follow his plan for you instead of you creating your own plan. Um, He wants to save you. And I'm just, that's my hope for this world and for, for you guys listening and for myself. I pray that we all start to seek God in this world instead of seeking what the world wants us to seek but that stems from us it stems from you and you have to take the next step but with that I am just so thankful I'm able to spread this message on here and thank you for listening thank you for being a part of this I will try (laughs) I will try really hard to get another podcast out soon it has been too long but, but excuse me um, God is with us, and I am with you, and I love you guys, and so with that, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for you, I take, I pray that you take this message as you will, and go spread it, I mean, use it wisely, know that God loves you, and he's with you, um, with that, uh, I'll see you next time, bye guys. (laughs) 